Oh yeah, the, the I've been. I, listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been recording. I just wanted, I wanted to test it out, and I wanted to see if everybody no, can no, hear this. I'm saying the duration. Ah. I mean, I'm being great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been recording, but this—if you didn't know—this is sipping slow with Joe. This is our last podcast on Mr. Michael Jordan, nice. MJ88. I got uh, Craig Lucas on the phone. I got Infinite on the phone, and I got the kid in the building. I, I wanna, I wanna start out with uh, congratulating Mr. Craig Lucas. He's had a hell of a week. Want to invite you on, man? Uh, just tell the people a little bit about yourself. You haven't been on the podcast before. First time to hear from you. Go ahead, sound off, Frank. You good? Uh, oh, I can see your screen. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, put some porn on. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you want to see none of his selections. Right, this nigga probably ain't all the type of First of all, <laughs> I got a whole selection oh. of a whole selection. You know who Joe is? Joe is the type of nigga, because we all watch porn, Joe is the nigga that watches those videos that says, I just fucked my slutty young daughter, watch me beat the shit out of her while I fuck her, or some wild shit like that. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't bring you on this podcast to do this. This Retarded grandmother I, walks in on nephew and uh, has checked him <laughs> and his high school friend like sodomizing niggas heart five. Yes, wow. yes. I am Crank Lucas. This is what I do: uh, rapper, producer, content creator, producer of the song Joyner Lucas. Will Will Smith just got on the remix. Shout out to Will Smith and Joyner Lucas. Um. Yeah, life is good. Life, life is good. Amen. And Infinite and the kid have already been on the podcast previously. I brought you guys back because uh, Sunday night ended the uh, last dance. I go for the documentary. So I, I have my own opinion about that. But since Crank hasn't sounded off at all, I'll let him go first. Crank, tell me what you thought about this uh, 10-part series overall. And did they end it the right way? Um, I'm gonna answer your second question first. I did not see the ending. I saw my my girl came in here right at the end of episode nine, so I missed that, and I didn't get to watch episode ten with my full undivided attention. So shout outs to Portia, but yeah, when I get a chance, I'm gonna watch part nine and ten. I probably watch the whole thing in its entirety again, overall throughout the days and shit, but. I absolutely loved the documentary. I grew up in that era, so it was very nostalgic for me. It took me back to that time, and it gave me a lot of fresh new perspective on Michael Jordan. It humanized Michael Jordan um, in a lot of ways. I think that it was beautiful because it really showed the core of who Jordan was. You know, one of the themes that they kept going over in this documentary was Jordan. And if you study Jordan and, and you watch his interviews and just, you know, highlights and shit like I do, you'll notice that he's always talking about he had to stay motivated. They even asked him one time, who's the toughest, you know, player that you felt like you had to play against? And he said, this might sound arrogant, but myself, because I was the best. So I had to keep outdoing myself in order to stay motivated. And you see all throughout this documentary that he would just take bits and pieces of things that people said or how they acted or even the fact that Jerry Krause liked the one white boy that he was thinking about bringing to the Bulls and Michael Jordan said that was enough motivation for me to destroy him in the playoffs. Like that right there is an amazing thing to be a self-starter and a self-motivator to be somebody that, you know, I'm going to work as hard. I'm going to work harder than everybody else. And that's what makes me the best. And then to go and fade into the later part of his playing career where he's like, well, Now I got to motivate my teammates. So now I got to put pressure on them. I got to keep my foot on their neck to toughen them up because if they can't handle me, they're not going to be able to handle these playoff pressures. Michael Jordan played 82 games, but was thinking about those last 16 wins that he had to get for another chip. And that, that, that mindset like that is what attracts me the most. You know what I mean? So 
Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. It was just it was it was some throwback shit. It was like ten hours of my childhood okay. revisited. So does that make you call Jordan then the greatest the world has ever seen, the greatest of all time, spanning no. eras? No, what makes me call Jordan the greatest of all time is the years that I spent growing up watching them and seeing mm-hmm. other players. Now, you know, it's unfair to debate amongst errors, but I think that statistically, not it's, it's not just what you see. It's, there's actual stats and statistics that support this man being who he was. Even if you want to put up a side-by-side comparison with LeBron, I love LeBron. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge LeBron fan. But if you put up a side-by-side with Jordan and LeBron, I hate that whole comparison shit. But if you put them up, you can put up whatever numbers of stats that you want to that will be in LeBron's favor. But mm. them six rings is six rings. Absolutely. And, they, and, and, and dare I say they hold more weight than Bill's rings because of when Jordan played, who he played against, and what was up against him. He was okay. playing. He was playing against some. He was playing against some tough ass, and they showed you that in the documentary. He wasn't just playing against motherfuckers that was all right. The niggas on his teams was all right. They had to become better to play with him, but he was playing against some tough ass competition. Okay, all right. Uh, Infinite, your response to that? Do you have anything to say on that? On that note, to add? I mean, no. I mean, he's he's on point with everything. Saying, I mean, you know, he's. We've been talking about Mike for like a month now, so. <laughs> um, I get it. I yeah, I get think, it. I, yeah, I just think Mike. Mike is. We definitely know Mike is the greatest of the nineties. I mean, he he took down every dude that looked like Thanos. He took them down. <laughs> <laughs> year in and year out, he took all. You know, so. Okay. Uh, okay. No argument for me. Okay, uh, the kid. Do you have anything to add? I mean, you already know my thoughts on it. You know, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. Uh, pound for pound, best basketball player, period. Um, it don't matter uh, if you want to break it down by uh, eras, time periods. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. The documentary just outlined his his uh, state of mind as you know throughout his career. I mean, I, I, I watched a, a clip of excuse me, Stephen A. Smith talking about, um, you know, his, his final thoughts on the documentary. And uh, he mentioned something that was, that was pretty interesting. The fact that Jordan truly believes that if the team would have came back, you know, for, you know, a seventh opportunity at a championship, they probably would have won. You know, uh, you really couldn't see, you really couldn't foresee any team beaten you know, Michael Jordan and those Bulls, you know, plain and simple. And uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll unpack it in more detail as we th- go throughout this uh, this podcast, um, the session this evening. But bottom line is, uh, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. This uh, documentary solidified that. I think it ends the argument. And I look forward to no longer having the argument about uh, Jordan versus LeBron James. I think that argument is now dead and we can move on beyond it. It's so just, so go ahead. go ahead go ahead I, I i just want to make it a point i never wanted to put jordan and lebron together in the same thing i think i was forced into that because uh people love jordan so much and they hate lebron but that's the era we're in we're in the era of lebron's hate and jordan had to take the same thing like because i hated him the entire time uh the, co- the comparison i want to make real quick is that um sports sports in general in, uh it evokes like invokes heavy emotion, right? Like people get uh, in their feelings about it. Like I remember, I don't know if you guys remember a few years back where, you know, uh, I guess there was a Super Bowl at a, at a pizza restaurant over there in Largo and it ended up in a shooting because one team lost, one team won and the other guy couldn't take it, right? Like heavy, heavy emotion. I forget, I forget what that, that I think it was a Uno's pizza and they, and they shut it down over there, over there by, uh, behind uh, shoppers in Largo, whatever. But that's just my example of it's an emo- there's an emotion and a feeling tied to watching it in the moment, in that time period, that, that causes people to remember it fondly. Just like music, same thing. You know, uh, to me, uh, Cameron, Jay-Z, 
those are those things are tied to an emotion like i can i can see me starting in 2002 with overnight at target listening to um blueprint 2 like just that time period that emotion that brings me to this time now 18 years later and those songs will bring back that that emotion you know so when you're talking about jordan and crank touched on it right he said I watched it. I grew up with that, you know, and this documentary brought that back to me. Right. So how how then am I going to span over errors, my feeling, my emotion back to somebody who watched Wilt Chamberlain play, somebody who watched Larry Bird in his prime play? Because I had to go back and crank to his credit made me go back and watch Larry Bird, who I now was like. I didn't see that in that McDonald's commercial, you know, and I brought that up before, but I think I have a better understanding of what sports brings to the table. Like there's an emotion attached to it, watching it live, being there, being part of that uh, era connects you more with the, the great players of that era. So I can't do a disrespect to somebody who remembers, uh, you know, Dr. J and his magic and I think Will Smith put that on a on a on a, on top of a Crank Lucas beat. Like he he gave Dr. J some credit because he remembers actually watching. I don't remember that, you know. I never I never saw him play live, you know. So I I just wanna I wanna be respectful to those that actually saw these people play in, you know, in their time period, and that's why I say, hey, Michael Jordan was great for my era, even though I hated him the entire time because I was a Nick fan and he used to bust our ass. I still would give him that, you know, there's nobody better than Jordan in the nineties. Am I going to put him up against LeBron? Am I going to put him up against Wilt or, you know, Bill Russell for whatever reason you want to take away from those guys. I didn't grow up watching them. So I don't know, but the emotion that is attached to it causes people to feel some type of some type of way about those players. All right. And that's what I want to put across in the, in my final, uh, laying Jordan, laying that Jordan documentary to rest. Any response to that? Yeah. Um, like I said before, and like I even said that day when I was showing you the Larry Bird shit, um, sports is something that has a measurable metric. It's not like music or movies where it's simply your opinion. There are winners and losers in sports. There are stats in sports. There are um, week, players of the week, players of the month, league leaders in points, league leaders in steals, league leaders in defense. There's a fucking all-star game that you use to measure all the, you know, because it's all about competition. So it's about who's better. And even looking at different eras, okay. I'll give you that. The Dr. J, the Will Chamberlain, the Bill Russell errors. I'll give you that because that was back then where everything wasn't so accessible like it is now. So you look at the 90s on, you can look at, you now you might not can't relive and revisit all these different times and games as they were happening in real time, but you can still look at all these different errors because the game is constantly evolving as it should. Um, we haven't seen anybody evolve into what Michael Jordan became or past that yet at this point. And even up to that point, we didn't see that. That whole GOAT thing, it developed after Jordan was playing. But if it's something that had came out while he was playing, they would have been saying it then. And yeah, the, 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 you know, the Bill Russells and the Dr. J's and the Will Chamberlain's, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, Jordan's the greatest of all time. No, because they have an illustrious career of their own that they're proud of. But taking emotion out of it, it's not just emotion. It's actual, like, like I said, it's statistical. You can look at it. You can see it for yourself. You can go back and see, like, I've never seen nobody do no shit like this. I've never seen nobody do no shit like that. Every damn near, every stat or everything that I've seen a, a, a you know a great player in their life do I've seen Michael Jordan do it as well I haven't seen Michael Jordan do a, a cradle dunk the way Dr. J did but he was a hell of a fucking dunker you know I've never seen Jordan score 100 points in the game like Wilt did 
But he scored 60 in quite a few playoff games. As a matter of fact, that's one of the trivia jumps that I think they asked. He, they was like, uh, they eliminated the most 60-win yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they said, how many is it? I, and I said four. I just guessed four. They said, it sounded like, God damn. <laughs> you eliminated seven 60-win teams out your, in, in, in six years of, of playoff runs and championships? What the fuck? And not only that, that shit never got to a game seven. Ooh. Never got Ooh. to a game seven. And so and so I love this. I love what you're saying because you you lay you you make it easy for me to be devil's advocate because sports <laughs> is, sports is a uh, statistical game. But mm-hmm. then I'm gonna switch you to Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. And then you're gonna uh, say uh, you're gonna, gonna, gonna say gonna I, yeah. I, I you know, I love to do it because everybody says he's the statistical, you know, giant. And Emmett was a statistical beast. But, you know, in my 2020, and pardon me, Crank, as a as a fellow Cowboy fan, as I say, uh, you know, he just doesn't stack up against Barry Sanders. He doesn't stack up. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, but, but that, that goes back. There are stats that support that as well. You can look. At the end of the day, sports is something that it's not just something you feel. It's something you can visually see with your own eyes. Whether you felt like that was a foul or not, that thing happened. Whether or not we feel like Dez actually caught that ball, and I said it that day in front of Sean, and fucking it took him three, three years to finally say, oh, well, we'll call that a catch from now on. Well, y'all should have called it a catch then. Hold on, but, you gotta you gotta specify which Sean you're referring to. No, you talking about me. So, so I was about to say because that nigga ain't catch that shit. I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was a catch. But that's my point. But that's my point. It's like that's something that we can actually see with our eyes. Now we can debate about it, but that's still something we can see. So with my own eyes, yeah, Emmett got the ring. Yes, and he was a great running back for our squad and and for the years that we had him. But I'm pretty sure Emmitt Smith himself would say, I feel like NFL player, football players are a little bit more honest only because they play individual positions, whereas a basketball player is like, you're supposed to have that mindset that you can kill anybody one through five. No matter what you play, you can keep up with them one through five. So you're going to be a little bit more egotistical. But I'm sure Emmitt Smith himself will be like, no, Barry was the king. Like hands down. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. And yes, you can give uh, you can give a great deal of credit to that fucking amazing line that he had because them niggas, nigga, I could have busted open for eighty yards with that exactly. fucking line. So I so so we can even put that, but still, just just to be able to pull it off, like fuck no, Barry was that nigga. But yeah, and so you just went back to feeling and you went back to visual looking at it. Because if I'm talking about statistics, you know, Emmett's got three championships. Barry has none. Uh, But the stats are based off of the game that we watch. That's what I'm saying. Like the the actual game happened. Right. And I brought it up before. The games that Emmett played against Green Bay, he did phenomenal. Barry, minus 20 yards against Green Bay. Hold on. You said said, how many many Super Bowls Emmett got? Say that again. Emmett got three. He got three. Yeah, three. Yeah, he got yeah. three. Nick, what? Barry Switzer, man, was his third. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. that's, so, oh, that's, so, that's that Neil O'Donnell shit. Yeah, I forgot. He went to Miami. He went to Miami. So uh, Jimmy Johnson brought everybody from Miami over. Right. <laughs> right. They did a foul transfer. Listen, I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on, on, on Jordan being great, and I'm, and I'm with you on, uh, uh. You know, things like that. But in that Jordan-LeBron discussion, they always bring up, you know, Jordan's got this many championships. LeBron lost this many. And I'll say, again, in football standards, you know, Barry never, never, you know, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it alone. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know the Lions' whole playoff career when Barry was there. But Real I short. do know. <laughs> Real short. Uh, okay, so so, and I'm sure. That, okay, so that goes to my point. Is dare I say, as a non-professional athlete, it's harder to win a Super Bowl than it is an NBA championship because you have Absolutely. one game to win and lose every round. Number one, number yep. two, it's a way different game. You don't have as much control of the game as an individual as you would in the NBA. On the NBA, you're playing both sides of the floor. You offense and defense. So you can make a stop on defense 
get the ball back and get an assist or get a, you know, score on offense. And the NFL, you got an opportunity to make a good play and you're playing with 21 other guys on the field. So all these different skill levels and all this other, it's like so much right shit has to happen in order for you to just win a fucking game. That's why, that's why I don't watch hockey. Hockey is a very interesting sport. It's very fast paced. They be hooping like shit. They up and down this fucking field. And when they score, they only get one fucking point. Could you imagine watching a football game and a touchdown is worth one point? <laughs> that would be the gayest shit ever. And it's the same thing. Matter of fact, it's, 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 it's harder probably to score in hockey because you have a small net to score inside of with a nigga guarding it. In the NFL, you got 10 yards deep and however wide a football field is. I know How wide is a football field in yards? It's like 20, it's, it's like 20 yards wide? 30? That's it? It's got to be 30. Maybe, yeah, maybe 30. Nah, it's not 50. It's got to be like 30. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine 20 because it's 20, it's, it's 10 deep. So it's right. probably like 30 wide, 10 deep. So you have right. you have that much space to score and you're fighting against safeties and cornerbacks and whoever else might come off that line to come stop you. But all, all I'm saying is it's hard to compare the sports when you talk about that. So even though Barry doesn't have the rings, I think it's fair for him to be celebrated as the greatest running back of all time, if you want mm. to call him that. You know, that's still mm. kind of up there, but he's on that list. You got Walter, you got Emmett, you Not got Barry, you got uh, Adrian, you got fucking DeMarco Murray. It's like, nah. Um, oh. <laughs> Hang on right now. Oh. DeMarco oh. Flurry. <laughs> oh. what, what about my man, the Beast? What was he? he Marion. Like, Marion Barber. Oh. He was he was Terrell Davis 2.0. That nigga right, took his knees right. out in about four years. Yeah, he, he took too many hits, man. That's the documentary we need is all the PG County players that went to the NFL. But even that'll be a bigger absolutely. That's only, what I'm only, saying, bro. A basketball team is 15 starters. I mean, 15 right. activated players. players. A football squad is 53 players times 100 years now. So that's 5,300 motherfuckers. That just got that starting position, just got the job and made the fucking cut. Never mind the niggas that they picked up off the street along the way. They make documentaries about those guys. They made one in, sp- in particular, I forget the name of it, but it was about the Eagles and it was starring Mark Wahlberg. Check it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember and that, that was back when they was playing six games in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. He, he, they made it about the guy that walked on to the Eagles. Uh, Started. Oh yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Sal Palatonio. Yeah, yeah, some old shit. Yeah, some old. Wow. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. So, I I want to bring it back because um, you you said a lot, right? But I you do. still you 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 know you're gonna give me that same argument that everybody does that that's two different sports and I can't look at it that way, right? But but then you give me the same arguments for the same thing. Like it's very very hard. You, you said it's it's harder to win a football championship than it is a a basketball. So then I can't call Tom Brady the the greatest quarterback of all time, right? Like yeah, you can because the quarterback he that's the only player on the field that touches the ball every freaking offensive play. Hundred hundred percent time. And 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 to interject. Quarterback is the hardest position to play in all of sports. Yeah. Now we can sit here and debate that, but mm. from actual pro athletes themselves and and people that had, because you know all these niggas didn't just grow up playing basketball. Like they played multiple sports. Oh yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. more than likely. A lot of a lot of NFL players were vicious basketball players. Vicious, vicious. Fuck this nigga, uh, 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 the Jimmy Graham. He was like a vicious ass power forward in in college or something. I think. Yeah. Like. So a lot of these niggas know that, yes, quarterback is a very fucking hard position because you're touching it like Chauncey, you're touching the ball every possession, and you can't hit nobody. You can't hurt nobody. So, you're, you, yeah, you have five niggas trying to protect you, but you have five other niggas trying to kill you. Or more. Or more. If they, they can send eight niggas at you. Exactly. Mm. And you have to think quick. 
and read downfield. It don't look like Madden. It's not skewed like it is on Madden. It's it's <laughs> it, that field. You, you is can't flat. put out the vision. You can't you put can't, out the vision. You, you can't use the QB vision. That field is flat. You gotta see. You gotta see that motherfucker flash open exactly. and heave that bitch eighty yards in a fucking spiral. Exactly. With a trajectory. And put it in the spot where you're hoping the receiver gets. Put it in the spot where he's supposed to be at between the numbers on his chest. You know how fucking hard that shit is. That shit is not easy. So yeah, I I I. And we can talk about the cheating shit and all that, but what what my eyes have seen, your eyes is not your eyes can lie to you, but they not gonna lie to you all the time. I've seen Tom Brady make complete no name people into superstar household names. And we need to stop with that cheating cheating shit because every damn team cheats. Them niggas just got caught. We need okay. To okay. I'll take that. that. I'll accept. You know what? I that's 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 some and 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 by you saying that is. I'm glad that you said that because it's not that cheating is okay. It's right. that it's so much that goes on. And we like Jordan. Okay, I give you that joke. Jordan did get a lot of calls in his favor because he was Michael fucking Jordan. But guess what? He still had to work hard enough to get to that point. That's what I see. Getting that type of privilege. Okay. Same see. thing with Tom Brady. We have the same person to thank for Tom Brady that we do to thank for Tony Romo. That's Drew Bledsoe. Shout out to Drew Bledsoe. Uh, uh. <laughs> My favorite quote. I was going. I, yeah. I was just going to get to it. Infinite going to chime in because he love him some uh, Drew Bledsoe. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'll that, tell you why. Because I was I was a young nigga in '95, and I and you know up until that point, the Redskins were still a winning franchise, and I saw yeah. them niggas come here to motherfucking a young. Well, no, it was still RFK, and they blew them niggas off like forty-five nothing in preseason. And I said, "Who team is this?" <laughs> and, 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 the re- and, and the reason I'll counter because Drew Bledsoe drove the Cowboys down one evening uh, in Redskin history, and they were at the ten yard line, and Drew Bledsoe threw an interception that was returned all the way back by uh, uh, Washington. Uh, he was a number thirty seven was a Desmond. What's, what's the name, Sean? Uh, I don't know. It was. I, can, 30, I, I can't pull it, man. You his name. His name is thirty seven. <laughs> All I see is the back of his jersey. It's Washington. But I know him because he was on our Cowboys I know who you're talking team. about. You know yeah, who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he saved you for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. But, of course, the Redskins. Uh, what position was he? He was free safety. And, He's and, a free and safety, the, yeah. yeah and, and the Redskins took him. And he returned that shit all the way for a touchdown. And, that, and that's what I remember about Drew Bledsoe coming in for uh, an injured Troy Aikman. He got hit by the turf monster or something during that game. And had to go out and he was, you know, his career is ending, so they they brought Drew in as the his backup who's the filler. Wait, 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 wait. We, we say you say what what hit uh Trayman? The turf monster. The turf monster, whatever. Right, I was like, I what just, the fuck? I was just gonna let listen, him listen, listen right. when they when they when they when they when they show the replay and nobody is actually uh tackling Yeah, nobody tells me y'all remember this. Yeah, he, he got to be jumping up. You got to be there, right? So he's jumping up and I I don't know. They say his hamstring went or something. Troy was just getting old, right? Yeah. Um I think you might need to go back and do a little bit of history cuz you know, through my recollection, I think it was a gentleman named uh LeVar Errington that um Blasted Troy man out of the league. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. Nah, yeah, that was the finisher. This is just a random one where Troy's getting. Oh, old. you thinking about? Oh, you thinking about a phantom sack? Okay, yeah, 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 it was yeah. <laughs> Phantom sack. Got it. Hey, uh, got it. I got a phantom sack. You know what? He yes, yes. But now nah, we call that turn the gold step because yeah, he just dropped back. He did like a seven yard drop and that nigga just collapsed. And- Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think so, that was here in FedEx Field, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Hold up, and that and that goes to my point again, nigga. Right. The fucking injuries alone, like you die from playing football. <laughs> Name one eighty year old former NFL player. Mm. Thank you. Name one <laughs> name 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 ten eighty year old <laughs> former NBA players. Thank right. you. Yeah, true, true. Them niggas is still healthy and shit, still wearing big-ass suits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So so now what I'm what I'm getting, and thank you, Mr. Crank, uh, I'm going to delete my, my Barry Sanders, Emma Smith comparison, trying to 
figure out this whole Michael Jordan thing. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> take it back. All right, because it's two different sports. I've heard it before, and also, uh, it's much harder to win in an NFL championship because there aren't as many. Uh, I guess what, what you're saying, in essence, is there's 50. There's more men. variable factors right, that has to go into play for that to happen. Right. Right. Football is the ultimate team sport. It really is. It really is. Mm. Mm. You, Politics. You, Fucking Michael Irvin almost killed the guy. Almost killed a cowboy. Another cowboy. He stabbed him in the neck at a barbershop. A team barbershop that they had. The nigga was making fun of him. This nigga picked up some shears and stabbed him in the neck. And Jerry Jones paid a lot of money to make the shit go away. Continue. It's real. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna leave that alone because I feel like we got on 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 football a lot, uh, and and I'm and I'm gonna press on that football button uh, in in the future. So I don't want to I don't want to give uh, the people too much about the football. I want to stick to Michael Jordan and uh, have any closing thoughts from from anybody, or you have you feel like have you felt like we drugged this Michael Jordan out too much and we need to end this thing? I'll leave it to you guys. I mean, I don't think it's really much left to say. I mean, like, we already knew. I mean, it, it, there's going to be some folks that are still going to argue. They're still going to make their their debates, and they're still going to, you know, find some obscure, abstract stats to try to discredit Michael Jordan's greatness, right? And you're going to have you're gonna have that 10 to 15% of people that's going to still do that. But like I mentioned before, I think this documentary – kind of solidified his career and, and put it on center stage. COVID-19 helped it because it forced everyone, because everyone wants new content to, to sit down and actually watch this thing and really be like, oh shit, that nigga really was a fucking dog. He really was a fucking beast. And it just, it just put it out there. And I, and I think it just really just puts a stamp on everything. And it just clearly ends the argument, man. And anyone that's still trying to debate it, you know, or, or refute, Jordan's greatness is just reaching, man. And, and you know, there's no point, you know, arguing against that. You know, oh, that's your opinion. Okay, that's your opinion. You know, you think you think LeBron is is, is the best. Okay, yeah. You know, if you say so. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it's it's right there. You know, and I, and I think that I mean, it was good to, to to see it. It was good to you know relive those memories stuff like that. You know, now one thing that I that I didn't really know uh, that was interesting was that. I didn't know that Jordan and that Bulls team felt that way about the Pacers. Now I knew the Pacers was a was a was a was a good team, you know, but they actually said that that was one of the other than the Pistons, the bad boy the toughest team. Right. You know, that was surprising. I didn't think that they really felt that way, even though it, the, the series was a grind. I, I, I felt that, oh, yeah, it was, it was the fucking Pacers. You know what I'm saying? But that was that was something interesting that I didn't pick up on before the um, documentary. You have, yeah, because uh, they, uh, they said Jordan only had two uh, Game 7, you know, series, and that was, I think, the one against the Knicks in 92, and the other one was against the Pacers. Yep. Yep. And I and and um I was going to say that um you know it's it it's important to get into these players and learning their why. And I think when you learn their why, that gives you more of a perspective of what type of person and what type of player this is and why they fall so hard. Jordan's why is amazing. Now he doesn't he might not, you know, we can sit here and we we don't know everybody's story. I know a lot of stories. I know a lot of background about certain players and what drove them to the success that they that they have and whether they want to ring or not, what they was doing it for, what they was battling against. Um, losing a parent is fucking hard. And to turn around and win a championship after you lost a parent is very fucking hard. Sometimes losing a parent could be the motivation that you need to go to that next level to do something. And and he had already did it at that point. So to come back and do it again three more times is fucking amazing. Um, mm. If we look at LeBron's whole story, if LeBron comes out with a 10-part documentary series tomorrow and we watch that, okay, we'll be sitting here having the same conversation. We'll be like, well, LeBron this, LeBron that. Yeah, he only got three rings, eight, eight finals appearances, only three rings. Yeah, but 
LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And it just goes to the greatness of all these players and what they've had to endurance. But, you know, and, and yes, uh, the majority of people that I think that will say LeBron, and I'm just using LeBron versus Jordan as an example, but the right. majority of people that have put LeBron over Jordan will probably be younger people that more saw LeBron ball than Jordan in the 90s. Even watching this documentary, that's 10 hours of programming. You're not going to get six championship runs in 10 hours. And that's just those six championship year runs alone. We're not even talking about all the other years and all the other shit that he went through to get to that point and even the after point when he was playing with the Wizards and all that other stuff. But Got him to the playoffs. Hey, how about it? How about it? So it, it just it 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 I, I feel like the documentary, you know, if if your mind is on a certain thing, like that's just where your mind is gonna be. But for me personally, I can say this is not a generational thing. This is not a oh well, I grew up in the Jordan era, so with Jordan no. I'm very fair and I will look at motherfuckers. I see, oh, this motherfucker was bad as shit back then. I thought this thing was bad, but this thing was bad as shit in this day. Mm-hmm. No, I think Jordan kind of transcends errors within itself because it, like I said, he's still balling in ways that we've never seen nobody ball and the game constantly evolves. So whoever became, whoever came before Jordan, that's kind of like Jordan's better than them, but he's supposed to be better than them because that their game helped evolve Jordan. Whoever came after Jordan, they supposed to be better than Jordan. We haven't seen nobody better than Jordan. We've seen two players come close. That's LeBron and Kobe. Yep. Okay. And All Brandon right. Roy. Ooh. Oh God! <laughs> you just hurt my heart because I love Brandon. I love him. Brandon was nasty. Brandon was nasty. Hey, young, do you realize that the fucking I just seen a meme. <laughs> I just seen a meme. Brandon, Greg Oden, and Lamarcus Aldridge only played sixty games together for the Trailblazers, yep. and their record yep. in that sixty games was fifty and twelve. Damn. Yeah, they were supposed to be the, them niggas, to be in the future. Them <laughs> niggas was at injuries, bruh, and fucking injuries. So that's another mm-hmm. thing, too. Like, and, and that's why I brought up the NFL shit, because you're more prone to injuries in the NFL. I mean, every player gets injured on every play in the NFL. <laughs> like, <laughs> niggas is out there playing with concussions and just not going through <laughs> concussion protocol. Right. And that's why you get a lot of these interceptions and shit, and sometimes you get touchdowns. I'm pretty sure Brett Favre was retarded a couple times. He threw some of them passes, but them bitches got caught and was scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. can you imagine being like the, the Portland Trailblazers owner and having like the future looking, you know, in front of your face and all three of them dudes, like you know? Man, it happened. Look at how many mm. squad we just talked about Orlando earlier. Mm. You know, y'all know who my squad was—the fucking Nuggets back in the day. I was never a Nuggets fan, but mm. Melo, Chauncey, AI, Jr., Birdman, Dene, uh Kenyon, fucking. Like that was a hell of a fucking squad. Yeah. Not saying that they were supposed but, 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 to win the championship that year, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying even them, they got somewhere. Portland yeah. never got a chance to do anything because of them. No, yeah. They, yeah, they didn't. They was all on Brendan Roy's knee. You know, it just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg Oden looked like 185 years old. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna find out later that he was a 40 year old man in it, it, getting drafted. Like, yeah, he. I don't know what. Right, happened. that's why he was hurt that first year. He was <laughs> arthritis. <laughs> and Fifty-three had, and a half, and, and a third yards long. Wow. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. The NFL football field is fifty-three and third yards. And you long. know why you would never yeah. think that? Because you're watching the game and the field is compressed from because you're watching it from the side. I told when you. I did, yep, I told when you. I did actually. Now that I think about it, when I did go, I, I the last NFL game I went to, the Skins was playing the the fucking Falcons. And Michael Vick was playing. That's how long it's been since I've been to an NFL game. But when I wa- when I was looking at the game, I was like, "Young, this field look wide as shit. Like <laughs> these niggas have all this space on the side to do whatever the fuck they want to do." But there's a reason why that sweep works, baby. There's a reason why that sweep works. You got a lot of field to work with because right. they say but niggas, that- but niggas run niggas run east and west faster than they do north and south. Mm. Mm, that's mm. a fact. Okay, they will all meet right. you on that sideline and crush your whole life. <laughs> Man, what? Uh, I I I want to get back to uh, you know being uh, just transparent in the in the fact that uh, this these talks have have taught me something you know because I came in just you know uh, 
going after the fact that Jordan is not the greatest of all time. But uh, talking to you guys, I'm able to see your point of view. You know, I see. Well, you where, still don't think Jordan is the greatest of all time, though. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's just there's too much for me to disrespect uh, a lot of the greats before. Man, listen, and I'm not okay. even talking. Let that hate out your heart. Get rid of it. It's okay. Is, John is, Stark is, still had a great career. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. Let that hate go. Release so, it, brother. Listen, listen. I, I can let it go with Jordan. We, you talked about Reggie Miller. Uh, you, you talked about the Pacer team being hard for Jordan. Let me tell you how hard it was to be a Nick fan and watch Reggie Miller take <laughs> take oh, a game that that killed the Knicks. Knicks had a chance in the Jordanless era to win a championship to go up against uh, Hakeem and lose again. But they lost in that divisional play to uh, Reggie or, you know, it, it, and they were up, they were up by, Oh, six or seven nine, points. Ten. Yeah. They, they were six or seven points, Eight, but, but this, this man hit a three uh, as he was walking and he just threw it up and Reggie Miller hits a three. And then he steals the inbound pass, retreats to the three point line. hits another three, you know, like took it away. Jason Williams style against university of Maryland. You know, it, it was, it was <laughs> epic. Or oh, I had to, I had to throw that dagger in there. Sean Benton. Um, yeah, Jason Williams. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you, you know, Jason Williams was a turf Fuck killer. That nigga. killer. Fuck that nigga. You That's know. all right. We won a, we won a national championship. I know they That's carried okay. the, they, I'm about to say, we still got our gold boys. There you go. Mm, and if okay. mellow punk ass would have came to Maryland, we would have won back to back. Punk ass. Syracuse, baby. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I, you know, I remember uh, that Reggie Miller, Rick Smith's uh, team being being fantastic. And they, yeah. and they kept uh, Ewing from ever seeing, you know, his championship that he deserved. Um, along with Hakeem the Dream, he did it too. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, that wasn't a surprise to me. I, I meant to tell you that. that you know, that, that Jordan saying that um, – that team was a problem for him. Nah, they, they definitely were. Reggie Miller was, I called him Gandhi. I hated everything about him, but <laughs> man. Yeah, I can understand that nigga more. Oh my goodness. And, and you know what? I always said, oh, he just wants to hide behind a whole bunch of screens and shoot the ball. The same thing I said about Ray Allen until I started looking at the game and you see early tapes from Ray and Ray hit the hole hard. And you know what? Reggie just played balls out. Like he played Hard. He was well. You, I mean, but that's the thing. That's the game. You're supposed to fucking hide behind screens. That's why they're set. You're supposed to. You right. have to get that separation. So, you know, we we you know we got to get out of. Oh, I wish this player would play the game this way. Like with LeBron and shit. They talk about LeBron plays too soft and he's always deferring and he's always passing. Like, yeah, that's his style of play. Like, okay, yes. If LeBron had the same mentality as Kobe, could he have had more rings? Probably. But LeBron is LeBron. LeBron plays the way that he does for a reason. And his legacy, everybody has a different legacy. LeBron's legacy is stamped through, I feel like, in terms of who he is and just, you know, he he basically pioneered this player empowerment era in the mm-hmm. NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that. Oh, I'm about to play for this. I'm about to stay with this team because I'm loyal. And that team not going to be loyal to you. Let your ass get hurt and the next best player come up. Guess what they're going to do? Send your ass to motherfucking DC, <laughs> and now yeah, you want to read this is, 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 is shooting dice with guns out? Like what the like? Ah, <laughs> fuck no. Okay, I, I I can I can I can I can see where you're going there with that. Um, but I I I still want to make sure that you know on my end I'm transparent about you know coming in with thoughts about LeBron being great in his era, uh, Dr. J being great in his era, you know, all those, you know, we talked about uh, Bill Russell and, and Chamberlain, of course. I still want to make sure that um, I still think those guys are great too. And I just don't have the memories attached because the memories aren't there. And I don't want to call Jordan the greatest because I don't want to defer, you know, I don't want to do anything there for their, for their legacy. Uh, right. I am willing to admit that LeBron's legacy, while not the greatest, is still the greatest we can see on TV at this moment. 
Fuck like, no, you don't get to A finals by accident. Yeah, exactly. And and I and I liken that back, even though it's a different sport to Jim Kelly getting to four straight Super Bowls. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not dumb enough to say that he's lesser than a Troy Aikman and I'm not lesser, you know, and Thurman Thomas not lesser than Emmett Smith. It's just, you know, they got to four Super Bowls. Yeah, they lost all four. But as hard as it is to get to an NFL championship, they got there every year. You know, so I, I want to be sure that I'm that I'm uh, giving respect where respect is due, and I also want to make sure that I've I've learned something, right? So I learned that you know those two sports aren't meant to be inter intertwined at all. Like I can't compare the NBA to the NFL to make my argument, um, and I have to say that Michael Jeffrey Jordan was the greatest of that 90s era. He, 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 was, <laughs> he thought he had it. He's like, oh. Yeah, he he just, he hands down, there's nobody that could touch him, you know? Uh, and they knew it in the 80s. That's and, fair. No, that's, and, that, that's, that's fair because he played in that era. So it's fair to say, let's not say of all times, let's say the time that he actually played. That's very fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give Absolutely. you that. Yeah, yeah. He he dominated. And we haven't seen somebody dominate that much since. Like we don't have another player that you can say for that amount of time uh dominated in the way in the fashion that Jordan did. That's what I'm saying. Even the closest one only won five. Yeah. And you you gotta put an asterisk by his name because Val Shaq, does he get his first two rings? The first three? Nope. Well, he won them without. Well, okay, but that's the thing. Nobody wins without somebody. Jordan did not win this shit by himself. No, Paul said, but he had another. But he had a uh, Hall of Fame superstar with him, though. Okay, Different. even even if even if Shaq was a Hall of Fame superstar by the time he came to the Lakers, that still doesn't take away from the fact that it's about your play. Yeah, Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen wasn't a Hall of Fame superstar when he came to the Bulls, and when they finally won, he became that. And he was really under Jordan's shadow the whole time. But right. nobody wins by themselves. Well, you know that. So whether it's a Hall of Fame superstar, whatever accolades you put on them, the point is all that shit, and that's what these players say, all that shit goes out the window. When it's playoff time, and especially when it's finals time, is who are you today? Because KD wasn't in these playoffs. KD's probably the top nigga right now. He was not in these playoffs because he was hurt. So we can't say, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just about what you bring to the table. You can beat him up. Big shot Bob. Seven rings. Never started. <laughs> but he made them when they counted. Oh, yeah. We don't talk, we don't yeah. talk enough about Chauncey Billups. We don't oh, talk enough no, about... I don't want to talk about Chauncey oh, I'm not saying we have to, and I don't want to talk about Chauncey Billups. No. Damn sure, and I damn sure don't want to talk about fucking Tim Duncan. But you got to give him his props. You got to give him his props. Manu, t- Tony, you got to give him they shit. You got to give him they flowers. They did that shit. They shit. It don't matter. And LeBron, and LeBron, that's why I fuck with LeBron, because LeBron is the nigga that showed you these 82 games don't mean shit. What the fuck I'm going to battle for 82 games for home court advantage for? Let's just get the eight seed and do what the fuck we do on the back end. That's what all this shit is about, right? This last month of play in the playoffs. Fuck risking my body and killing myself for fucking 82 games. Hell no. But I can still give you pushback because you can look at somebody like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He couldn't get over the hump until who came up? Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. So you, you know what I'm saying? You know. When he, was, when he was playing for the Bucks, I mean, he was putting up – he was getting buckets, man. He was putting up big numbers, you know, but that – he didn't really have a solid team, you know, team right. team. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so – and I can even – Right, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm glad you said that. The Bucks. So what the fuck is Giannis going to do? Because I'm going to tell you what's happening on my 2K career right now. Giannis has left Milwaukee, and <laughs> I don't even know who he's playing for at this point. He's he mobbed up with somebody. I don't even know if he's going to win shit in Milwaukee. And I would hate to say that, but I mean in real life, I don't know if Giannis. I think Giannis might need another fucking superstar. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Unless they trade for someone and get someone to, to team up with him there, you know, if if they if they leave it up to chance of him re-signing with them, unless he has some affinity for the city 
or he just loves the franchise or loves the fans, he's going to eventually want to win. And exactly. that, that West, and, I mean, that Western Conference is a fucking gauntlet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, um, he just by himself with those, with those role players he got playing with him, it, it, it ain't enough. And you know I'm glad saying? you said that. I'm glad you said that because that's another thing about the NBA. You have to want to win. Do you know how easy it is that you've been balling in the hood your whole life and then you ended up going to a vicious high school and then a vicious college to ball and then you get drafted into the NBA and now you've made millions of dollars without taking a single dribble, taking a single shot, and you can move your mom's into the fancy house that she always wanted and buy her a car and do all this other shit. You set for life. You literally do not have to play hard ever again in your life. That's what Carmelo did. Not calling Carmelo a bum, but that nigga got his money. He was like, shit, I'm good. I'm calling him a bum. Fuck that nigga. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know right. I feel that energy. I love that. Fuck that That's nigga. my point. That's my point. You get, you get to that, Somebody, you get to that point and you like, hold up. I got my money. I'm good. I'm, nigga, I don't have to do shit. And yeah, you, you are going to have certain niggas that's pressed like a Kobe Bryant or like a Michael Jordan that's like, no, I need more. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Feed me. Feed me. But the rest of these niggas, like, it's easy as shit to just take your money and go about your business. So I give even more props to niggas that do that shit. Well, well, let me clean up what I said a few seconds ago because wh- you know, whoever's listening to this joint, I don't want them to destroy my NBA. Nah, you meant that. You meant you know. that shit. No, 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 no. I absolutely <laughs> meant what I said about Melo. I'm definitely not taking that back. I'll, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go back before that, <laughs> where I said Milwaukee was from the Western Conference. I meant the Eastern Conference, but when they face right, right, right. West, it's gonna be right. difficult. That's that's what I meant to say. So let me clean that yeah. up. But no, no, no. Melo, Melo, and I said this before, and I'm gonna keep saying because it, it, it just pains me you know uh the fact that you know he went to fucking Syracuse you know what I'm saying <laughs> that that shit I will never let that shit go that shit is, is dead to me you you know hey hey hold on like, am I you am hate I? that program say I didn't hear no word you said we just I said you hate that program you hate Syracuse no nah, I don't hate Syracuse the, the university itself Right, I, I hate the fact that he didn't go to Maryland because because he was Baltimore. Well, 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 that well, uh, uh, Infinite just said because because kept yeah. him from Maryland. Right, and we and I, and I just find that out. So you know, uh, I got it, but but you still called him a bum, so it didn't change yeah. how you feel about yeah, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Then you know what Joe was talking about earlier. See, those are those emotions. <laughs> right, right. Hey, oh, hey, are you going to put this, you going to bring this bum-ass nigga picture on hey, the damn screen and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got to bring Carmelo up, but 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 real quick, am I misremembering? Because they said in the documentary that Jordan didn't have the flu. He had a stomach Ooh. bug, right? It was a stomach bug. In stomach poisoning. It was food poisoning. poisoning. It was food poisoning. Right, right. Now, now, but he did ahead, have a flu ahead. game, though, right? No, he dropped 55 the on game. the Knicks. That was the, that was the flu. Well, no, the, the, the quote-unquote flu game was what they was talking about in the documentary. But it was food The Knicks poisoning. game, I, it, it, right, he said it was food poisoning. But I didn't he have the flu and dropped 55? I, I know niggas 55. just be lying and just be saying anything. Hey. So it might have been something else. He might have had an STD for all the fuck. You know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to his ex-wife. Who knows, you know. Or well, whoever he was fucking. Right. Like, I, so I, as I remember it, he had 55 against the Knicks one night. And they say he had the flu. But, you know. I, I don't know if that was a playoff game or whatever that was. I know that in the game he played in, they said in the in the playoff game that he was in, they were saying that it wasn't the flu, it was a stomach bug. He got food, food poisoning. poisoning from the from that whack ass pizza out in Utah. They they was yeah, gonna, pizza, yeah, yeah, it was against the they jazz. Put, right. Yeah, but, exactly. But whether they, but whether they were he, to poison him and shit. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Whether he had the flu or not, this nigga repeatedly dropped sixty points. True. <laughs> repeatedly True. dropped 50 points repeatedly dropped 40 points right like it right. was a habit so mm-hmm. we can we can look at one game it, 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 when you keep doing something and you keep showing that I can do the nigga played who's the nigga from the, from the bullets that had more points than him and then he scored his whole point total in the next game in the first half Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They mentioned look, that. Look something, I, look something, something, something. Oh. Not Legarrette Blunt, but some type of name like that. Look, look something. 
Le George, Le something. Yo, I remember what you who you're talking about, and I can't. Yeah, and yeah. I and I had heard that story before this documentary came out. I never heard that story. Yeah, before that documentary, I I never heard that because I didn't know who the fuck that that bullets player was. Some nigga from the Bullets that was vicious as shit. Yeah, he was, and he was supposed to be bad. They, 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 and, and the Bulls played the Bullets um, in, in Chicago. And the nigga what had 36 points. It was, the, it was the 90s. It was the early 90s. It was like, I think he already had a championship at this point. So it was, this was in between his first and third championship. They said it in the documentary. Can't remember the nigga's name. It was Lift Something. And the next game, Washington had to play the Bulls in Washington. Jordan went to Washington, and what happened was, okay, so the Bullets beat the Bulls, and this dude that was guarding Jordan had 36 points. And Jordan said after the game, the dude came up to him, came up to Jordan and tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, good game. And Jordan said that was enough motivation for me to go to Washington. I said, I'm going to get his whole point total in the first half. This nigga Jordan had 36 points on this nigga in the first half. In the second half, he only had a couple points. So he only ended up with like 30-something points the whole game. But years later, they asked Jordan, hey, did he come to you and say this shit? Jordan was like, nah, he didn't say this shit. I made it up. I just needed the motivation to beat these niggas. Mm. If that's not some hot goat shit, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Damn. LeBradford Smith. LeBradford Smith. And LeBradford Smith was the, he, he was supposed he was to be the it. And his little, and his, and his little, they talked about who's the other nigga, the ball head baby Jordan nigga that played for the Heat. What was that nigga name that they talked Her- about? Harold Miner. Harold Miner. Harold Miner. Right. You ain't know that Harold Miner. Miner. Yeah. The Jay Z bars. I was trying to think of the Jay Z bars. Yeah. I was trying to think of that shit. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't no athlete, you Sean Bradley. Something, something. I'm just talking to him. <laughs> I gotta play that shit now. That was my shit. Right. That might be the way I begin this shit, but I got, I got it. Bump, 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 bump. Oh nah, not another Joe podcast. Nah, nah. Oh my goodness. You ain't emotional for that. You ain't emotional enough to do that shit. <laughs> LeBradford, I, you see, I don't remember uh, LeBradford Smith, and that was a, and that was back when I was a Bullets fan. Like I used to listen to all that. But, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, you know what I thought about watching that documentary, and especially I think it was that part. It was another, it was another Bullets game that they had covered during that shit. During in, in that documentary, they was talking about another game when they played. The announcers, uh, Shanir and fucking uh, uh, Phil Shanir, yeah, Shanier and uh, wow. um, what's his name, Ray McCants, what's, what's the other nigga, um, Steve Buckhands, Steve Buckhands. Steve McCann. Where the fuck is Phil Snare and Steve McCann? Oh, How are these uh, niggas doing? They got because rid of them. Voices, he's, he's boring as hell. They did. They did. But uh, them niggas used to soothe me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's DC basketball. I need uh, it. Uh. I did, I did I did love me some bullets basketball, man. I did love me some bullets basketball. Rex Chapman, Calvin Chaney, Michael uh, Adams. Man, no, no, yeah. Fucking George Marison. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hey, too soon. Tom Gugliotta. Don't, don't, hey, you got, you got a problem with Googs? You got a problem? All them, all them niggas is trash. <laughs> nah, we had the two, we had the two tallest players ever in the history of the NBA. Wow, Marison was 7'7". Seven, seven. Yeah, Marison and Manute Bow. We did. Manute Bow, too. Oh, yeah, well, can't. R.I.P. That nigga wouldn't. That nigga wouldn't sign my basketball card when I was at basketball camp. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't sign your basketball card neither. He probably couldn't fucking see you. That nigga was fucking eight feet tall. I, I mean, that is true. That is that is. And true. He probably came to his fucking ankle sock and shit. Really? Like this nigga, this nigga couldn't see shit. He could barely fucking walk. You see how this nigga move on the court? I was like, this nigga's going to oh, die. So. Look, Wait. that should that should fuck me up because on a pamphlet. Then the pamphlet, they had all these NBA stars that they said was going to be there. So I had all my NBA cards that I had. And the only nigga that showed up was bum-ass New Bowl. And surprisingly, I had a new, new Bowl basketball card. I was like, oh, shit, all right. Walked up on the court. That nigga just gave me a little shoe-shoe. Get off the court, little youngin'. And I was like, oh. Wait the fuck. What? 
how did I not know that Manubo died? Holy shit, he died 10 years ago. Wow. Because yeah, you don't did, follow basketball, bro. They did a little thing on him, too, where they kept showing him shooting threes and shit. You know, they kept showing him shooting eight threes in that one game. And, his, and, and so whenever he died, he had a son that I think was in middle school at the time. Bobo. Bobo. That's his ethic. Bobo. <laughs> so, so I don't know Yo. where they... So look up where he's from, because wherever they're from... Charlottesville. Think How about this? He's from Charlottesville, Virginia, and he died at the age of 47 years old. Like, Impossible. His wherever his family, whatever his name means, yeah. that's probably a culture where his son could be called Bobo. But yeah, his son's name is Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He well, he died in. I'm sorry. He's from Sudan, but he Sudan. Uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, he died in in Charlottesville, Virginia. I can't wait to go to Sudan. When you going? Yeah, I'm going everywhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right, man. Well, you know, this has been a hell of a cast. I, I feel like everybody's gotten their point across, you know. We can go ahead and end this thing. 